I often talk about many of the positive aspects of tech, but this week I talk about some of the downsides to tech here on Joey's Totally Tech. Don't get me wrong, I'm a tech enthusiast. I love working with tech, and I don't think I'd have it any other way. However, there are some downsides I'd like to address and share my concerns. And where I can, I'd love to suggest solutions. And if you have any ideas, feel free to share them via Facebook Messenger or the voice message function on the Anchor app. First off, while I feel social media has connected us in ways we couldn't imagine back in the 80s or 90s, I do feel like we're missing the personal touch. Granted, during the COVID-19 pandemic, keeping in touch online is the main way we're probably socializing, and that's what we have to do. And this is coming from someone who is socially awkward to begin with. I do think social media has reduced our in-person social skills to a certain extent. I see it with people when working in retail. People just don't know how to interact with each other like they used to, especially the younger people. It's not everyone, but it's a lot of people. Now, what comes to mind is an image that was shared a few years ago with some kids in an art museum looking at their phones. This caused an uproar among some of my friends in particular, but we didn't know the whole story there. You see, those kids were working on a school project using their phones at the art museum. We can be so quick to judge sometimes, and perhaps that's part of the problem with social media too. We often have images or information without context and we jump to conclusions. But my greater concern with social media is how much we're consumed and distracted by it. And we get into arguments we would never get into with people in real life. And the human mind just isn't designed for you to access that many people or for that many people to have access to you. You're basically accessing the whole world and they have access to you 24 seven. And people expect you to be available, to respond to arguments or for work, etc. People aren't meant for that kind of connectivity. And there have been studies that show that too much time on social media causes depression. It could be fear of missing out or just comparing yourself to others. I don't know. But people oftentimes get depressed after spending a certain amount of time on social media. And there's the privacy concern with social media as well. We all know that Facebook tracks us and sells our data to other parties. And with some data breaches, this has resulted in some very negative consequences. Social media is just one downside. 
another is automation. And I think with COVID-19 and our reliance on technology, we're going to see a lot more automation. I work in retail, particularly at Target. They've rolled out something called modernization, which at the moment does not include automation replacing humans. Our CEO has said he doesn't plan on having robots replace humans as he wants the quote, human touch. However, the modernization has increased the responsibilities of workers to what many workers feel are unreasonable levels, and worker organizations such as Target Workers Unite have been fighting against it. But it's Target's move to compete with companies like Amazon who are already automated jobs. And I think that's the next step if Target continues this route, to automate those jobs. I hate to say it. Sure, they've increased our pay, but the responsibilities are being increased more than the pay, and we didn't even factor in inflation. And this is happening in other workplaces too, not just blaming Target here. Before COVID-19 hit, you would see in McDonald's these kiosks where you could order, and many locations wanted you to order there rather than go to the counter and order like you used to. We're going to be saying goodbye to a lot of these jobs in the future, the very near future, I think, as I think COVID-19 is going to increase the desire for many companies to automate even more. And I think the answer to this isn't just re-education and retraining for new jobs, as there will only be only so many jobs to fulfill in regards to automation. We can't just retrain every retail and fast food worker and every truck driver to be maintenance workers or programmers for these machines or other things online. There won't be enough of those jobs to take. No, I think we need what entrepreneur and former presidential candidate Andrew Yang proposed, a universal basic income funded by a value-added tax that's paid majorly by these companies who benefit from automation and AI the most. Your Amazons, NVIDIAs, Facebooks, and even retail companies like Target and Walmart, who will be, and are already are, benefiting from automation. And politicians for a long time on both sides of the aisle treated universal basic income, or UBI for short, as a joke. But now with COVID-19, they've started to seriously consider it, at least for a temporary basis. But I think we need UBI as well as many other social programs to help build up a social safety net, especially for more times like what we're going through right now. And trust me, there will be more times like this. But that's socialism, you might say. Maybe it is. I don't know. But I think a certain amount of it is going to be needed if you expect to keep capitalism afloat. In reality, it's those workers who will spend their money and those workers who make money for the big corporations. Once you automate the workers out, that's the downfall of capitalism and capitalism will fail without something that's able to continue to give the former workers some sort of funds. And of course, there's the problem of possible over-reliance on this technology for our day-to-day -day activities and needs. So what happens when our data gets hacked and changed to the point we can't do what we were going to do? What happens in the event of a major blackout that lasts a long time? You see, there's benefits of having things on paper that we don't have with tech. 
We're relying on tech to always work, but if the whole system goes down, we're essentially screwed. But doing things the old-fashioned way, albeit a bit slower and not as environmentally friendly as we'd have to use more paper, things could still keep going. I'd love to see solutions to these three problems. To review, social media is just a huge mess. That's really multiple issues right there. Automation and over-reliance on technology and what to do if it fails. UBI is one solution to the automation issue, but maybe there's others. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Message Joey's Totally Tech in the Facebook Messenger or send a voice message in the Anchor app. Hey everyone, it's Joey, and I'm recording this for my iPhone 6S. Have you heard about the Anchor app yet? If not, let me explain. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. I'm recording from my phone right now. I normally use my professional microphone at home to record, but hey, I'm showing that you can do this on the phone too. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast. There's no minimum listenership required. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the Anchor app in the Apple App Store or Android's Google Play Store today to get started. Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. So you all know COVID-19 has been wreaking havoc around the world, and it's easy to feel powerless. But there is something you can do. It's called Folding at Home. You can donate your PC's processing power to help fight infectious diseases such as COVID-19 by connecting up to their distributed supercomputer. You can use Windows, Mac, or Linux-based systems. You can download Folding at Home at foldingathome.org. Again, that's foldingathome.org. And we have a folding team set up as well. It's called Joey's Totally Folding. If you set up your computer for folding at home and want to join the team, go into configure in the app, go to the identity tab, and put in the team member number 261660 and set up your name and passkey. And then you can start folding with Joey's Totally Folding on the Folding at Home app. And remember, stay safe out there, practice social distancing, and abide by your state or country's orders regarding COVID-19 for your own safety and the safety of others. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed our tackling of some of the issues with tech today. As always, we have a bit of news this week in the world of tech. Intel announced their new processors. NASA may help you breathe more easily if you get COVID-19. 
Sorry, kids, there's no Fortnite World Cup this year. Also, the Dota 2 International Tournament is delayed. Valve ends VR support on Mac. Your Galaxy S20 Ultra's camera glass may spontaneously shatter. I'll tell you why you might want to switch from Zoom this coming week. And Stadia can now use the Force with EA bringing a Star Wars game to the platform. This is Joey's Totally Tech, and it's time for the news. Intel announces 10th generation Comet Lake desktop processors. On Thursday, Intel announced the 10th generation of the Core desktop family, as well as the 400 series chipsets. Based on the 14 nanometer plus plus process and built for the new LGA 1200 socket, they're based on the Comet Lake microarchitecture. IPC is identical to Skylake, but has enhancements to the clock speed boosting algorithm increased core or thread counts across the board, and new features for overclockers. Also, there's native support for DDR4 to 5000 speed RAM. This announcement includes a 10-core monolithic processor die, retaining the same basic structure as the previous generation 8-core Coffee Lake refresh die, as well as the 4-core Skylake die. The 10-core die is part of the Core i9 series, its flagship processor. The Core i9-10900K, a 10-core 20-thread CPU that goes up to 5.3 GHz. They claim this CPU is the fastest for gaming. The i9 CPUs will be priced between $422 and $488. Mid-range i5s and i7s priced from $157 to just under $400. And the lower-end core CPUs, the i3s, will be priced at $122 to $154. The motherboards for these CPUs should be out later this month or early next month. NASA will license its FDA-approved ventilator to manufacturers for free. A high-pressure ventilator developed by NASA and designed to treat COVID-19 has received FDA approval via the Fast-Track Emergency Use Authorization. They're looking for a medical industry partner to manufacture it and will license the tech on a royalty-free basis throughout the pandemic. NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory engineers developed VITAL, which stands for Ventilator Intervention Technology Accessible Locally in only 37 days and has been successfully tested on a human patient simulator at the Icon School of Medicine at Mount Sinai in New York. NASA says this ventilator can be built faster and maintained more easily than traditional ventilators. It has less parts which are currently available through existing supply chains and can be modified for use in field hospitals, like those in convention centers or on ships. It can last three to four months and won't replace current ventilators, but is meant to fill critical shortages. 
Epic has canceled Fortnite World Cup 2020. This year there will be no Fortnite World Cup, with Epic Games citing the COVID-19 health concerns and difficulties with organizing and running an event with employees working from home. Epic Games has commented on Twitter, quote, For the rest of 2020, all of Fortnite competitions will be held online. Due to the limitations of cross-region online competition, there will not be a Fortnite World Cup in 2020. They are not sure when a return to large in-person events will be practical, but hope for a Fortnite World Cup competition in 2021. Dota 2 International Tournament has been delayed. The International Tournament for Dota 2 is delayed with Valve working on restructuring the season for Autumn. They are also working on the next Battle Pass for Dota 2, confirming that 25% of the money made will go into the prize pool for the International. The Battle Pass will be released sooner rather than be held back in order to launch closer to the event, but it will arrive a few weeks later than normal. Valve drops VR support for macOS. Valve has called it quits on macOS virtual reality support, a Valve employee posted to the SteamVR forums, quote, SteamVR has ended macOS support, so our team can focus on Windows and Linux. Apple had partnered with Valve, introducing Metal for VR in June 2017. Valve was pushing its VR as a platform and working with HTC on its Vive system. Now Valve has its own high-end headset and has released the highly anticipated title, Half-Life Alex. But this will impact developers more so than gamers, as Mac isn't a popular platform for gaming. Valve's recent hardware survey shows only 4% of gamers use macOS for gaming. Apple's highest-end MacBook Pros didn't meet the minimum specification requirements for Oculus or Steam VR. As for my thoughts on this, I find it interesting that Valve continues its focus on Linux. While many gamers say Windows is the place to be for PC gaming, Valve has helped make more games available on Linux through Steam Play, its own implementation of Wine, a compatibility layer that allows you to run Windows software on Linux, assuming you have an x86 processor. MacOS and Windows have always been thought of as the big two platforms, so it's interesting to see Valve ditch MacOS VR support and focus on Linux. Could this signal a trend in more Linux support in the future? I sure hope so, as I'm a fan of Linux myself. Some Galaxy S20 Ultra owners claim camera glass spontaneously shatters. The camera on the Galaxy S20 Ultra was a big deal for Samsung, but in reviews, it hasn't lived up to expectations. They fixed some issues with updates, but an increased number of people with this $1,400 phone are reporting the camera glass shattering, a problem a software update, of course, will not fix, as people are complaining about the problem on Reddit. Most images that have been shared show small punctures directly over the camera lenses. Others complain of hairline cracks appearing out of nowhere. 
All users claimed they did not drop their phones, many of which claimed it happened spontaneously while in a pocket or bag. The damage to the glass makes the camera useless, so most are reaching out to Samsung for help, but it appears the company is giving them the cold shoulder, as the warranty doesn't cover cosmetic damage. The only option is to pay to have the glass replaced. The official repair center of Samsung is quoting customers $400 for a fix, or if you have a Samsung Premium Care subscription, $100. The company at this point is refusing to admit there's a problem with the phone, and forum moderators removed many complaints. Google is making meat free for everyone. Google announced on Friday that it's making Meet its video sharing tool for businesses, which competes with software like Zoom, available for free to everyone. Up until this point, you could participate in a Meet call without paying, but you needed a paid G Suite account to start calls. This won't happen right away, but it should start coming this week. They are opening up access to users gradually. So it will take a few weeks for everyone to have access to this. But starting in September, free accounts will be limited to meetings that don't run longer than 60 minutes. Until that point, you can chat for as long as you want. Either way, that beats Zoom's 30-minute limit for the free version. The other limit is that you can't have more than 100 participants. But really, are you going to be able to keep up with that many participants? I know I can't. EA joins Stadia as a publisher. While NVIDIA GeForce Now is losing publishers, it looks like Google Stadia is gaining publishers as EA just jumped on board with Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order coming before the end of the year, as well as the latest FIFA and Madden NFL coming in the winter. Two other mystery games are also expected to release on Stadia, but probably not until 2021. EA has been interested in cloud gaming as they have started developing their own platform and bringing support to Microsoft's Project X Cloud. That work that's being done for their own service is years away, so EA is testing things out now with other services. Stadia is currently free in all available regions, starting with a two-month pro trial. Once that's over, you can cancel and move to the free tier, which still gives you 1080p resolution. And that was this week's news, and this has been Joey's Totally Tech. I hope you enjoyed the episode, and I will catch you next time.